Alternative Radio. Hello there, folks, and thank you for listening to the show. I'm Joanna. I'm Nate, and we are Stranger Than. So as promised, we will be talking about the, uh, well, douchiness of Thomas Edison today. We have a few examples of him basically being an asshole. Some of it has to do with Tesla, and some of it has to do with other people. Yeah, he was a dick to many. Yes, yes. Um, according to the state, MTV sketch comedy show from the 1990s, Thomas Edison was a genius, but he was a dick to his wife and kids. I don't know if he really was, but the state believes it. I believe the state. Me too. <laughs> so he was born in 1847. We're not really going to get too much into him because we don't really care that much. He's kind of a douche. Uh, his middle name is Alva, and so his family called him Al. His first invention was an electric vote recorder. He had 1,093 patents, which is the second most on record for a single person. The most being with Gortej Sandhu, who has 1,299. The three most famous of his inventions are the phonograph, the light bulb, and the motion picture, some of which he may not have really been the first to invent. Right. He did have two wives and a total of six children. His first wife was 16 when he married her. He was 22, which seems grosser now than it was then. Although, I mean, neither of them really had their brain fully developed at that point. But that's neither here nor there. Well, yeah, and I mean, nobody knew about the brain development and he didn't live very long, so. I mean, they weren't that old. <laughs> so, I mean, it wasn't well, that I'm just saying, ago. like, it was just gen you got married younger, maybe people That's just true. did that because, yeah, you had a shorter lifespan. You had to, you know, pump out kids, pump out those kids, and he he pumped he pumped some some kids. I mean, he didn't pump the kids out. He pumped the kids in, and they got pumped out. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, so he had three from his first wife, and then she died, and she died of either. They're not really sure. It was either a sickness of some sort, sort or. A heroin overdose because they basically just gave women heroin for any reason back then you got you're pregnant and you got pregnancy pains here's some fucking heroin right. i mean they called it laudanum but mm -hmm. whatever the same fucking thing yeah it was a, an opiate it's essentially all made from the same main ingredient yeah <laughs> exactly and so uh, she either died of an overdose of that or of a sickness of some sort his second wife was closer in age to his oldest child than she was to him. And that caused some strife. Uh, she was 20 when she married, when they got married. And I'm not sure how old he was, but older by a bit. Right. And it caused some strife. What? Because the kids were like hoping when he died that they would get his money. And well, no, because stepmom was like their contemporary in age, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, that's always awkward. Yeah. Yeah, but I think the thing, the the thing that, uh, yeah, when they marry somebody so much younger than them that they're your contemporary, then it feels pretty obvious that they married the person for the money. Yeah, in some cases, sure. Yeah, 
And then it's the money that you probably are at that point feeling like is going to be like rightfully yours when your parent kicks the bucket. And now. You've got this other person to contend with. Yes, exactly. Who can do things for your parent that you certainly can't be doing. Yes. Yeah, it is. It is. Fortunately, I don't think that was much of a uh, problem for them. Let's start it off with. Let's start it off with uh, animals. You want to talk about some animals? I love talking about animals. I'm kind of at loathe to talk about animals in the context of Thomas Edison, but. I mean, he would do pretty much anything to discredit Tesla. Right. And one of the things he did to do this was to electrocute animals. Right, because this goes back to the whole AC, DC current wars. Exactly. So one of the first animals that he did this to was this dog named Dash, which is kind of fucked up because his first daughter went by Dot and his first son went by Dash. And it was because of Morse code. Right. Dot and Dash. So anyway, this dog is named Dash. It was a big dog. This is in 1888. Edison wanted to show people that AC was not safe to use in homes. Yes. So he sent 1,000 volts DC through this dog, and the dog survived. It doesn't say how nicely it survived, but it survived. It was fine-ish. However, the next round of 300 volts of AC fried the shit out of the poor dog. Aww. So this shows, I mean, the common person is like, well, 1,000 of this and the dog survived, but 300 of this one and it didn't? That means that AC is not safe at all. See, the thing about electricity is that it's not so much the volts that you get as the current. Okay. Now, the current is measured in amps and is the amount of electricity flowing through a thing, an often used analogy is a river. Volts is how steep the river flows, and amps is how much water is in the river. A river with very little water, or amps, isn't going to do much to a person, even if it's dropping directly vertical down. So if it's like a waterfall of a trickling hose, it's not, there's a very small chance it's going to do damage to anybody. So low, and so that means that, you know, that's low amps, high voltage. Mm -hmm. Increase those amps and keep the voltage the same. And suddenly this trickle of hose on you is a fucking waterfall and you get fried like the dog, basically. It's unknown whether he was in the know about the danger of current as opposed to voltage. Probably did, but not a lot of other people did. So he could kind of use that to his advantage. He could kind of use that to mask you know, and, and sell them the idea that it was the alternating current, that, that that was the danger part versus his direct current when it actually didn't have a whole lot to do with it. It had to do with the With the current, the current. With, the, with the amps. Yeah. And so it doesn't really matter if it's AC or DC. If you get enough amps running through enough cur- enough volts, you're going to fry. Just like Topsy the Elephant. Mmm, Topsy. Topsy was filmed being electrocuted in front of 1,500 people on Coney Island. Yeah, Edison filmed it himself. Yep, he he did. Nice, Nice guy. Yeah. He electrocuted that dog. He had electrocuted cats, cows, horses. Just about anything 
anything any, you can catch. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, I think they'd actually go looking for stray dogs or pay people to bring him, you know, stray dogs and cats and stuff to do that. It's awful. I mean, really, how many times do you have to electrocute something to see that it works? I'm like, oh, it's dead. That did it. Well, I guess maybe when you're in the very beginnings of electricity, but still, let's, you know, find other ways of doing that. Yeah, yeah. It's not electrocute people's fucking pets. No, that's that's not fucked cool. Up. Not at all. And elephants. Oh my gosh. Why don't you tell us about Topsy the elephant? <laughs> well, she was not a very happy elephant, and this, of course, had a lot to do with the conditions under which she lived. This was the time of the circus wars as well, where you had, like, P.T. Barnum and, you know, all these, the big circus guys always competing for having the best circus. And turns out, like, the circus is actually not a very nice place. Like, they don't really have them anymore. No, um, at least not with animals. Yes. I mean, when I was a kid, I used to think that the circus was, like, so cool and awesome, but actually, no, not so much. No, no. You're you're brought up to believe that it's really cool, but it's not usually great. It's usually the animals are, for all intents and purposes, being abused. If they're not being actively abused, they're being kept in places too small for them and not allowed enough exercise or fresh air you know they're getting put onto trains and carted from place to place and it just can't be that great yeah and they're abused by their handlers and uh when you're talking about an an animal that is highly intelligent that's just makes it all the worse because it's like you know the orcas at sea world yeah, how they yeah, just go insane an... because they're yeah. being kept in these tiny little pens and made to perform for treats when they're a highly, highly intelligent animal, and that's not the life that they should be living, and it's like they know that that's not the life that they should be living. Yeah, they're being incarcerated and enslaved. Yes. So, it was kind of the same with Topsy. She had basically squashed <laughs> three of her handlers. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure she was sick of getting hit and whipped and whatever it is that they, they did to her. Um, one of the handlers had tried to feed her, feed her a lighted cigarette. What the fuck? Yeah, so let they're... So she, I mean, basically, like, burned her. Yeah, that's... Why the fuck would you do that? Yeah, it caused her a ton of pain, and so she uh, squished the fuck out of him. Yeah, well... And rightly so, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> Son of a bitch. But at, the, at this point, they had decided that, um, you know, we can't handle Topsy anymore. She needs to be put down. And how do you put down an elephant? Well, first they discussed hanging her. And how the hell would you hang an elephant? I have no idea. The idea was shot down because they decided it would be inhumane, probably because there is no good way to hang an elephant. I'd say so. And at that point, 
they were this was 1903 so you know electricity had been a thing for a while now and they decided like well let's try electrocution and of course uh edison is all like oh hey killing an elephant with electricity is on my bucket list totally let me film it for posterity because now i do that too they put wooden sandals on her feet fitted with copper electrodes and had a copper wire running to uh, Edison's electric light plant. Previous to putting all the stuff on her, they did feed her some cyanide-laced carrots just to make sure that... She was going to be dead no matter that what. she was going to be dead. So even like if this it, animal if it, was Even if it went survive. horribly awry, because um, in those days, sometimes electrocutions did. Man or animal. Yes, yes. 6,600 volt AC charge was put through her body and she was killed instantly fortunately 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 for a fucking change yeah this was not a long drawn out death she did die right away and uh, i'm sure edison was just like well see once again AC current kills another. <laughs> Dangerous AC current. And now that was, in, again, that was in front of 1,500 people. That yes. was in front of men, women, and children. Fucking families on Coney Island, and they're like, hey, let's fucking shock the shit out of this elephant. Let's gather around to watch this. I would not want to watch that. No, no. But also, it, maybe it's because people back then were more callous. I guess. Life was worth less. They didn't give a shit about animals. I don't know, there wasn't, like, the internet and stuff. I don't know, I mean, there's just maybe not a whole lot to do for entertainment, so why not Why not watch an elephant get electrocuted with uh, why not? this, this why? new fancy technology? Um, yeah, I mean, for me, that would be, like, a hard no. Like, that's, that's not cool. I, d- I don't no. care what newfangled execution method would be out there. I wouldn't want to watch them do that to a living thing. Not at all, and it, although it would be, as far as all of humans ever are concerned, I'm sure there are far less of us that wouldn't want to watch it than who have been into watching it throughout history, because yeah. watching executions was a very common form of entertainment. Mm-hmm. The gladiatorial arenas, that was often used for execution. Oh, yeah. And Just people... hangings, public hangings, that was been a thing for, you know, hundreds of years. Well, people in general like to watch violent stuff. People uh, are fucking animals. Yeah. I mean, think about football. Tons of people love football. It's a violent sport. It is a violent, violent sport. It's not like the gladiators. It's not like gladiators beating, you know, it's not like someone's like every time gonna bleed and get fucked up and gonna probably die. I mean, it's not. Not hockey. <laughs> <laughs> but it is still, it's still a violent sport. I mean, every yeah, single, I mean, I guess. except for like, I mean, yeah, every single play involves people bashing into each other. And I guess I don't really consider it violence unless you are actively trying to incapacitate somebody. Uh, well, you kind of are in football sometimes. Kind You're of, knocking people like, on their fucking ass, dude. Yeah, but it's not an MMA. You can't grab someone by the fucking face and punch them until they pass out. No, you That's can't do I that. That's what I consider violence. But I consider that a can... physical sport. 
sure, it's tackle physical. them into the ground in a way that you break their fucking leg. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's... But that doesn't happen very often. It doesn't happen and very often, but it happens. it happens, it is an accident. Quite a bit. I don't consider like, that ugh. violent. I consider it physical. I don't consider it violent. Violence is attempting to incapacitate or kill somebody. Yeah, well, I would say football attempts to incapacitate people. Uh, no, it doesn't. It tries to. For, for the <laughs> you play, don't even sure. watch football. <laughs> I know what fucking football is. I know you do, but I mean, you don't come even on watch now. football. I know I've heard of this invention called the TV. No, but I know for a fact that they're not trying to make in someone's career. They're not trying to put someone down so that they'd never. No, it's pretty devastating. But I, I don't know. You can. Some teams are fucking assholes, and they will just take you out and beat dicks. Like you should have. You should have seen, um, like this last Super Bowl, uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, and some of the hits they they delivered on. Nothing like a hit that any MMA Chiefs. has to take. Any MMA fighter takes way more hits. Well, I'm you are literally sure. trying to punch someone until they can't move anymore, or until I'm, they tell you to, until they stop. I'm sure, but like when you see somebody catch the ball and literally like four three hundred pound guys just all take him the fuck out and pounce on him at once. I mean, it's it can be excessive. It can be excessive, that's for Maybe, sure. Maybe, but it's, it's And we not... enjoy it. We enjoy the big hits like that, and we enjoy right. the MMA. I mean, my whole point is just, I, I feel it's a violent sport, but... I don't. I yeah. think it's physical, not violent. But that actually has nothing to do with anything, really. Um, <laughs> well, I was just calling the human nature. Like, we don't have humans... gladiator fights anymore, but no, we still no. enjoy watching MMA. We enjoy watching football. Yes. Rugby. Uh, hockey. Yes. The, the action high contact. Yeah. Physical sports. Lots of explosions in our movies. Lots of lots of lots of gunfights. That sort mm-hmm. of stuff. People like violence. That's that's definitely true and uh we've always liked violence. I guess I just on a personal note I don't like violence visited against innocent animals. No. Or even animals that have killed other people, like Topsy. But they're fucking I mean, animals. I, yeah, she's an animal, and I'm sure like uh, most of the people that she squashed, you know, deserved it. Certainly, the person that tried to feed her a lit cigarette, rude. Definitely, definitely. Well, what about speaking of people? What about the execution of old William Kemmler? Oh yes. So he was going he was a murderer so yes i mean he was a murderer a convicted murderer he was going to be killed anyway but Mm -hmm. they wanted to find a more humane way to kill somebody yeah that was a a dentist from buffalo new york actually alfred alfred p southwick was the one who thought of execution being a more humane way to do it after he saw some drunk guy accidentally electrocute himself by touching a generator. Right, right, yeah. So he was like... So he was like, hey, maybe that could be the the new best way to execute people. Enter Thomas Edison. Enter Thomas Edison, who at first was like no i don't want to have anything to do with that i'm against the death penalty but then but 
he had directed damn to- AC electricity. <laughs> right. Well, first he directed him to Westinghouse because, of course, Westinghouse was the AC guy. Yeah, yeah. And he was hoping that if uh, Westinghouse helped develop it, then that would get his AC generators would get associated with uh, execution by electrocution. And that would, you know, so like, okay, Westinghouse is the one who produces this death machine. Do you really want him powering your neighborhoods? Um, Yeah. It was all it was all a, a sly it was, ploy. It, it was all a sly ploy. He actually had started a phrase because of people who had accidentally electrocuted themselves. He uh, would would call it getting Westinghoused. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, another another subtle ploy there to try Not and so get subtle. people to associate Westinghouses, which was invented by Tesla. Westinghouse was working on Tesla's patents, getting them to associate his alternating current with death, basically. And Westinghouse, of course, was just like, no, I don't want anything to do with that either. New York State commissioned a guy named Harold Brown to build the first electric chair. And although... He is one officially credited with building the thing. He His project was secretly funded by Thomas Edison. No. Gasp. <laughs> I know. Shocker, huh? Ah, shocker. That's an AC shocker, right? That's right. Not to be confused with the DC shocker. No, no. Well, the day of the execution came along, and... When they pulled the the switch onto William Kemmler, the electricity coursed through his body for 17 seconds. It fucked him up, but it didn't kill him. It did not kill him. He was gasping for breath. Right. And so the second they realized that he was still breathing, they went ahead and juiced him again it was four minutes till he lit on fire yes his head literally lit on fire it it burst into flames but that's how you know he's dead (laughs) at least at this point he was actually finally dead but one could say that yeah the very first execution of someone by the electric chair it was not um humane it was not no that was not humane at all (laughs) it was not humane when reading about it in the newspaper westinghouse uh reportedly said they could have done better with an axe and i would not disagree with that no not at all you can it would have been a clean kill and not uh you know i don't know how long till he was dead no one really does but too long. <laughs> yeah, way Fuck. too long. Yeah. Way too fucking long. I wonder what Edison thought about it. Oh, you know what? I do know what he what he thought about it. He that said was the some... only way he could maintain an erection henceforth <laughs> was by watching things get electrocuted. No. 
he just made this really um, fucked up comment along the lines of, you know, like, well, I'm sure in future executions, they'll, I'm, I'm sure at some point they'll get it right. Something <laughs> like that, you know, just, just some total like offhand, like, oh, whatever. Flippant. Yeah, totally flippant. That was the word I was looking for. But yeah, he just very flippantly is just like, well, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure they'll get it right next time. Yeah. Well, like, you know, great, they got the that's awesome. one shot, so at least there was that. Now, he doesn't stop at electrocuting animals and, and people and stuff. He, uh, he wanted to capture motion on film. Or, I mean, it wasn't film, I guess, at the time, but he wanted to be able to capture motion somehow and replay it back to people. And so that was the thing he was working on. But he didn't quite get all the way there. No. Louis the Prince was the son of an officer of the Legion of Honor. And he had some pretty high-profile friends. One of them was Lord Louis Daguerre, who was the inventor of the Daguerreotype process of photography. Daguerreotype photography is what became modern pictures. Yeah, they also call it a tintype, I think. It was basically, you just have, like, the person, the thing you were taking the picture of in front of the camera, which is fairly common. Mm-hmm. Most cameras today work the same way. Uh, the, on the inside of the camera, there was a silver-plated copper that was super shiny. So mm-hmm. it was shiny. it was shined to a mirror. When the subject was exposed to the mirror, the mercury vapor wasn't exposed to the mirror, and it kept the image on the surface of the mirror. So mm-hmm. it wasn't on, like, a picture. It was on a piece of copper. Yeah, which is why I think they called it a tin type was because it was like, like the picture was like metal, like yeah. a metal card. Which is cutting as fuck, really. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's something else. So when he was young, he hung out with this guy. Oh, Le Prince hung out with this Duguerre guy, and he learned a lot about chemistry and photography, and he was all about it. He spent his time painting and chemistry. And back then, all of the people who were like mathematicians and all that shit, all those people also did painting because, or drawing or something because that was the only way you could capture things. Lots of people who were wildlife people had to draw what they saw. And yeah. so it was common to be able to draw. It's not a, I mean, it is a talent, but it's also something that could be taught and learned. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, there isn't a need, kind of like, they don't teach kids cursive anymore because nobody, no. nobody writes. No, I barely ever write. My penmanship is terrible now. Oh, yeah, because, mine is trash. Yeah, I just type so much. Yeah. I used to have good handwriting, but now it's like I, I can hardly read my own handwriting. Yeah, I've, yeah, it's, it's sort of depressing. <laughs> it is. It's a little bit sad. And then my kids, like, anytime, like, one of my... Like, my mom or my aunt will write letters or a card or something. Right. Uh, I have to read it to my kids because they can't read it. Yeah. Because they don't yeah, they can't read know cursive. how to read cursive because they haven't been taught it in school. So, it's kind of crazy. It's like, Mom, what does this say? <laughs> I have to, like, translate <laughs> What are all these it? loops and stuff? What the <laughs> hell? Well, Le Prince... Finished his education, moved to England. Uh, he went there with his wife, and they actually created a school called Leeds Technical School of Art. Uh, in 1889, he moved to the U.S. 
got dual citizenship, and he was also super interested in moving pictures. In addition to, like Thomas Edison also interested in it, and then him interested in it, but they didn't, they weren't, they, they didn't know each other yet. In 1886, Le Prince invented a 16-lens camera. The patent calls it an integrated moving picture camera and projector. When he was done with this invention, he had his camera, called the Le Prince Single Lens Sign Camera, or Cine Camera, probably. Yeah, so he went from the 16-lens technology to a single-lens technology because the problem with the 16-lens is... Well, the whole point behind the 16-lens is that it was... Uh, designed to shoot 16 frames per second. But because if you have a camera with 16 lenses on it, obviously they're going to be at different parts of the camera. Oh, so yeah, so you're not going you to get the exact it, same angle. Yeah, so it t the image tended to be really jumpy. The moving image of it tended to be very jumpy. So he started, so once he had that, finished he started looking into developing doing the same thing but with a single lens so that it would be stable and in 1888 he filmed the first moving picture in leeds england round a garden scene traffic crossing at leeds bridge and footage of his son playing the accordion and this was a good three years before thomas edison ever did anything with moving yes. pictures. Yes. Correct. In 1890, he was headed to show somebody how his single lens camera worked. September 16th of 1890. Uh, prior to that, he did at the Paris Opera show a goodly amount of people uh, his motion pictures. And so there's, uh, in the, in the later, like, lawsuits that were over the whole patent issue around this, uh, somebody would, you know, did a deposition saying that, yes, this was actually shown at the, at the opera house, you know, well before Thomas Edison ever came out with his shit. Right. The problem with Louis the Prince and the reason he didn't he doesn't get credited for it is because uh, his patents that he had in France and in England didn't fully they weren't like detailed enough. And so he was going to travel to America because he, he had had a patent in America, but that was that only covered his 16 lens camera, not the single lens camera. Which is the one that's actually the good one. Yes, exactly. And so he was going to, you know, wow the audiences in America and then get his patent nailed down. But before that, he was going to go and he he was like visiting relatives in, in France. And one of those relatives was his brother, Albert. On September 16th, Albert took him to the train station in Dijon and... He was going to catch the train to Paris and then from Paris, uh, I guess, start the voyage to New York. Yeah, it's a but long trip back then. It is. It was probably a pretty long steamer, steamer ship yeah. over yeah. there to, to New York. But Louis Le Prince never made it to Paris. According to his brother, he boarded the train and his brother waved him off and everything. But he was never seen, nor was... His luggage, which included a briefcase, which had all of his uh, patent paperwork in there that he was going to 
you know, submit and everything once he got to America. All the evidence, all the research, blueprints, probably the whole Mm -hmm. thing. After his appearance in his warehouse that he kept, they did find his camera and everything in working order. So they were going to try and use that to get the appropriate patents like his wife was. But uh, unfortunately, because of some stupid law, if somebody disappears, you could not get their patent for seven years after this appearance, probably because that's the period um, that you have to wait for someone to be declared legally dead after they disappear, if they never find a body. So his wife wouldn't be able to actually apply for the patents herself and get money from it until seven years after his disappearance. And at during that time is when Thomas Edison beat her to the punch, basically, with his own with his motion own, picture. With his own, air quotes, motion picture thing. Because I'm sure he didn't have his goons, you know, on, I'm sure, you know, he didn't have all the info already on oh, no. Louis Le Prince's information. No yeah, and, no and, what he, and how he had developed the technology. Like, Louis Le Prince was the first one to use it, like, on celluloid. Like, he was using glass plates initially, which obviously kept breaking. Right. And he was the one who had the idea to use the celluloid film reel. Because not only was it capturing the motion images, it was projecting them as well. And was significantly easier to carry around than a bunch of fucking glass. Yes. Now, Edison actually had... A place in London, not a place he had a factory in like London or something. And I believe he also had an electrical place in Paris. Mm-hmm. And so it's very, I mean, it wouldn't be too difficult for him to get word to some of his people in a different area and have them maybe, you know, make sure that he sleeps with the fishes or whatever. The yeah. The French equivalent of that is. I don't know what the French equivalent of that is. I know the French word for fish is le poisson. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Dormir le poisson. <laughs> there you are. It would not surprise me either, and that is actually what his wife, Liz, thought. Like, that was her suspicion, was that Edison had had him whacked, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Because... I mean. He's right. There's the whole idea that, oh, maybe he killed himself because he was bankrupt. Okay, number one, he was not bankrupt. No, he was doing all right. Yeah. Number two, he is right. He He's like on the cusp of like huge success. Like this is like, he's like really at that sweet spot where he's developed the technology. Uh, he, he's really like perfected it uh, as much as it can be perfected for something that is like just totally brand new and awesome. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I think he would be pretty happy with what he managed to do, and he's just right there. You know, now he's just got to get to New York so he can show it there and get his his paperwork and patent stuff squared away, and he's gonna, you know, like fabulous wealth and fame is going to follow. Yeah, I mean, and it would have. <laughs> yeah, and it would have if he had just not just completely disappeared into fucking thin air. And no, not usually. Nobody on the train actually saw him, which is a little weird. But I, I mean, 
I'm not paying attention. I mean, I would. Yeah. Unless someone stuck out, unless they had, you know, something about them that was very unique, and I was showed a picture, I was. I'm not going to remember it, but just some random. And I'm imagining it was just another man with a haircut in a blue suit or something. Right. You know, he just was the same as everybody else. He was six foot four, so he was like a tall. That's pretty tall. Yeah, yeah, he was a tall, like imposing man, but. Again, I mean, you're sitting there, you're reading your French newspaper and eating your pastries. And I feel like the trains, like, had more personal space back then, too. Probably. Where you had, like, the, the, the private, like, cars and stuff. I don't know. I just feel like it's not wholly unusual that people don't remember seeing, didn't remember seeing him on the train. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't remember anybody I saw on a bus some random morning. I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends. Like, if it, that's pretty freakishly tall for that era. Mm-hmm. And so I can see how people would take note of a super tall guy. Yeah, but unless he was up and moving on the train, I you mean... You wouldn't really know. You probably wouldn't notice his tallness if he was just seated. Sitting there, yeah. Yeah. Unless he happened to walk right past you. So, right. I don't know. I just don't... I'm just... It's not something where I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah, that's so I mean, huge that nobody remembered seeing him on the train. I mean, it was yeah, a fucking I would, train. Like, I don't shit know. either. And especially I would make like, like the worst eyewitness. Terrible. Yeah, right. Well, and it's if it's a commute train as well. I mean, if it's like the people are doing that all the time, they're going to be paying even less attention because it's just the same old. It's. I mean, I don't. I pay attention when I'm driving to work, but that's just because no one around here is capable of driving in a fashion that's safe. Mm-hmm. So I have to like. That's what I pay attention to, but... Right. But when somebody, like, drives, like, a fucking asshole on the road in front of you, like, how long do you actually remember what kind of car Oh, it never. Was? I'm like, I'm going to find that person later. I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah, like, exactly. I've forgotten exactly. what that car looks like already, and it hasn't even gotten out in front of me. Right. There's just about two blocks down from my house. All I know is that there is something different in someone's yard. I don't know if there was bushes there, there was a building there, what? It just has the gra the the ground is now all torn up, so it just mm-hmm. I know it's different, but I don't know what the hell was there before. I right. go to my house pretty frequently. I go past that damn thing at least twice a day, most days more. So I should remember what's there. I've seen it a million times, but you know, gun to my head, I don't fucking know. Yeah, it's no, possible I- that they just like tore up the grass. Like it could be anything. It could be anything. <laughs> Yeah, I too, just not, not keen powers of observation. No, I mean, here and there for certain things, like I notice things around me, but I don't pay attention to the background all the time, I guess. I mean, who fucking does? Not a lot of people, not no. anyone on that train, apparently. No, not if at he all. was on, if he made it on the train, but his brother swears that they did, that he did, but he never got off. But again, if nobody noticed him on the train, maybe nobody noticed him getting off. Maybe nobody noticed, you know, a bunch of henchmen waiting for him in yeah. Paris uh, at the train station. You know, steps off the train, is just like, excuse me, like, sir, you're going to have to come with us now. Bunch of rough looking French dudes hustle him off to God knows where. And mm-hmm. that's that's it. Another uh, victim of AC. <laughs> <laughs> it appears he was shocked. It must have been AC. 
We all know how deadly that is. Never buy it. Never invest in it. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so his disappearance wasn't the only run of bad luck that that family had. No. Didn't his uh, son get killed while duck hunting? Yes. An also unsolved case? Yeah. He was shot, and he was found with a gun next to him, and presumably he was out duck hunting, but, like, who knows? I mean... Was he duck hunting with Dick Cheney? Or Dick uh... Well, he wasn't shot in the face, so I'm going to guess oh, no. okay. Fair <laughs> enough. It just now seemed the... a little odd. This was, he had testified uh, in a big old freaking trial that was over these patents. And if, if they had won, then uh, Louis the Prince, his father, would have you know, been able to be credited as the inventor of the motion picture. But, I mean, basically, it was a bunch of, you know, bureaucratic shit involving the wording of the patents. Right, just bullshit. Yeah, it was just total bullshit. And, of course, Thomas Edison knew how to manipulate all that shit because that's where he made a shit ton of his money was basically suing people over patent infringement. And, I mean, the guy just knew how to... Weasel's way into shit. Yeah. And he was already, like, super fucking famous. Yeah, and super fucking rich, so he could, you know, he just had his whole, like, team of lawyers, I'm sure, who just, you know, were like, no, we're not gonna, we're not gonna let this happen. We can't let somebody else who actually invented this, you know, years before. Oh, no. Edison did. They were gonna let some other guy take the cred for... Edison wants the cred, so Edison... Edison gets gets the cred. cred. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the thing that Edison, the kinetic motion picture, um, somebody who worked for him developed that as well. So, I mean. sure. So not only did Louis the Prince independently on his own actually make the first uh, motion picture camera, the one that Thomas Edison made years later was actually developed by somebody that worked for Edison, but Edison got the cred for that, and he got the cred as being the inventor of it, even though clearly somebody else made it first. Right. He just, uh... And, yeah, that's just... Just out there claiming that cred. out there claiming that shit. I mean, I guess when you've got people working for you, you can be like, well, you know, be a shame if anything happened to your job. Yeah. Or just, you know, take their research and use that. and Well, they work for me, so that's mine. So, uh, I guess that's kind of one of the reasons we have unions now, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Is, uh, because people like Edison were not overly <laughs> cool to their workers. And um, that's not okay. It is not okay. Well, the, the disappearance, nothing has ever turned up of Louis Le Prince. Ever. So, and I doubt at this point we're ever going to find out that has remained unsolved to this day. And then his son's death is unsolved, probably, you know, accidental homicide, but who knows? I'm sure it was made. I feel like it was something done intentionally. It's just a little too weird of a coincidence, if you ask me. Like, you know, uh, the younger Le Prince is out hunting and he hears a French voice behind him and 
I got the father, now I get the son, or something. Like, wow. <laughs> you know, it's like the same French assassins. Possibly. Well, didn't Edison... AC power strikes again. This I time believe... AC shot him. I believe Edison, with his motion pictures, uh, with his motion picture patent, didn't, didn't he have the, the Lumiere brothers um, on that as well? I don't know. <laughs> Okay, so the Lumiere brothers invented helped invent the projector. I see. Yeah, so it was Edison and the Lumiere brothers who were key in developing the projector to view the motion pictures that did it. And I'm I'm bringing the Lumiere brothers up just because every time I hear that, I I think of Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yeah, the uh, uh, candlestick. Or whatever, the, right? Yeah, so a guy. So. So a candlestick cartoon with a French accent, accent and, you know, like, oh, 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 we've got him now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so who knows? But I, I feel like he was shot and then it's like, okay, well, uh, let's just uh, make this seem like it was a random duck hunting accident. Like he was out duck hunting, somebody else was out duck hunting and they you know, shot a person. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't a, a really... Duck. Like, I don't know. There wasn't a whole lot of investigative... No, there wasn't a whole lot of investigating. Maybe if someone read a whole lot of Sherlock Holmes, they would try to emulate that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But not a lot of crime scene investigation, not a lot of forensics. Right. Uh, They didn't have the ability to really do anything. They couldn't. I mean, there's really nothing they could do unless they could find who did it. You know, right. It was just this crime happened. No one saw it. Well, shit. That's, well, guess that's the case closed. Exactly. I mean, what are you going to do? There's no cameras anywhere. No. Nope. There's no... You can't try... I mean, there's no nothing. There's nothing. It's just no eyewitnesses, then it's just another dead body. He was wearing a duck hunting hat, and we found a gun next yeah. to him. So the yeah. assumption is he was duck hunting, and somebody else thought he was a duck. Was he shot that's... by Elmer Fudd? <laughs> Best we can do. Yeah, really. Best we can do. I just don't, I don't feel like it, I, I feel like it was a little too much of a coincidence, but. Oh, yeah. I but, mean, you know. They're both trying to do the same thing. No actual and, proof that Edison had anything to do And the thing with, about Edison is Edison's got to win, so. Yeah. The, on, the only thing you can really prove would be motive is that, you know, Edison liked to win. He was a winner. Yeah. When it all costs. Did you know that Hollywood would not be Hollywood without Thomas Edison? I did not know that. Yeah, well, without his douchebaggery and evil, terrible ways. After he gets, you know, his court case won and everything, he gets to be the inventor air quotes of motion pictures he starts this motion picture production company called black maria and basically if you wanted to film any movies you had to go through him otherwise he would sue the crap out of you or he would have he by this time he had all sorts of like thugs and mobsters at his disposal and he would (laughs) he would have any kind of independent filmmaker out there trying to like just do their own thing and make their own movie he would have them roughed up i guess 
and uh, basically told like, hey, you can't you can't do that in these parts. The production company was based out of uh, West Orange, New Jersey. And so they would have to anyone using a like motion picture like, like video camera whatever they what they whatever, whatever they called the video cameras at the time uh-huh they would have to either make it through Edison's production company or he would sue them or he would send have and or he would have someone come kick their ass yeah cuz on t- and yeah exactly because on top of making uh, the Black Maria Film Studio, he also had a motion picture patents company, is what he right. formed. So he basically was like, I am lord of motion pictures, and no one will do anything without paying me or whatever, without my permission and probably uh, payment. Yeah. So... Because of this, uh, it was so hard to make movies over there, and I guess where most movies were filmed over in West Orange, New Jersey, that people started buying up land outside of Los Angeles because it was super cheap. And people who wanted to make films went out there to do that because even though Edison would still take them to court... The judges out there tended to be more lenient. They, you know, Edison didn't have them in his pockets. And so even if they did rule for Edison, they weren't really going to be enforcing anything every time Edison sued one of them for patent infringement. They probably got sick of it because, I mean, it takes, it's going to take a lot longer to get the, whatever, the, uh, the, the thing you get from the court that says you're being sued. Oh, or whatever yeah. Fuck the, uh. I mean, it's got to go all the way across the country back in the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. That shit wasn't quick. Yeah. Um, and then there would have to be, I mean, yeah, I'm sure they were like, well, fuck him, you uh-huh. know, out on the West Coast when they were trying to do their own thing, kind of. Yeah. So. And for the love of Christ, like, <laughs> I mean, nothing against New Jersey, but holy fuck, the weather in New Jersey, not nearly as nice as the weather in L.A. No, weather in not L.A. Not even nearly as nice you tend to have kind Whether of year-round is, niceness out there yeah exactly i mean now there's a bunch of smog and shit but uh back before that it would have been beautiful yes before all the everything that's there now basically <laughs> and that would have been real nice i can see how people would want to go there why the stars of the time would be hip to that scene yeah yeah, I'm sure once they got out, they're like, hey, what were we thinking? This is way better than New Jersey. <laughs> Holy shit. So much better than New Jersey. <laughs> but at the time, it was basically just to get away from Edison and his goons. Oh, yeah. Now, because, in this... you know, it would take a while to get his goons out there, too. <laughs> in this article written by Garrett O'Brien called Thomas Edison, the unintentional founder of Hollywood, He talks about a Supreme Court case. Apparently, this went all the way to the Supreme Court in 1915 because Edison was still like, well, I don't care if you've gone all all the way to the other side of the country. I'm still going to fuck with you if you're out there trying to make movies. Suing people left and right. Yeah. So this was the United States versus Motion Picture Patents Company. And in 1915, the Supreme Court ruled uh, against Edison, basically. Yeah, And they said, quote, a patentee may simply enforce his right to exclude infringement 
but he must not use his patent as a weapon to disable a rival contestant or to drive him from the field, for he cannot justify such use. So basically everything that Edison was doing, uh, they are like, yeah, you can't do that anymore. At least not when it comes to motion pictures. <laughs> yeah, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. Thank you very much. We're sick of all these judges bitching at us about this. Yeah, well, and he was basically weaponizing his patents against people yeah, and yeah, making I mean, money off of it. And just going around. I'm, I'm glad somebody finally gave him a talking to him. was just like, no, enough. I mean, you can't it gets to a point in wealth where you, it's just ridiculous to keep accumulating it. You're not helping the economy by holding on to money. Mm-hmm. Economies work because money circulates. Yes. And so you've got this douchebag just bringing people to court, accumulating money and letting it just sit. So he's doing damage to the country, really. Really, yeah, because he has way more money than the people he's taking it all from, and he's taking from people that would actually probably put the money out in the in the economy. So, yeah, well, he's not. He's mm -hmm. just hoarding money. He's yeah. like a he's like a shitty dragon. Yeah, this shitty old miser. Yeah, all around unpleasant person. Well, I kind of wanted to end this with something funny that I found in the world of Reddit. And I sort of think that this invention should have been uh, credited to Thomas Edison just because of what it is. Now, unlike the wonderful, wonderful flush toilet that was invented by none other than Thomas Crapper. Thomas Crapper. <laughs> this is the story of the poop knife. The poop knife. The poop knife. Interesting. And you see why I, I want to give Edison credit for it, even though he totally does not get credit for it. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, that seems like something you should you should have uh, come up with. Poop knife. The story as it is on Reddit. My family poops big. Maybe it's genetic. Maybe it's our diet. But everyone births giant logs of crap. All right. If anyone has laid a mega poop, you know that sometimes it won't flush. It lays across the hole in the bottom of the bowl, and the vortex of draining water merely gives it a spin as it mocks you. Growing up, this was a common enough occurrence that our family had a poop knife. It was an old, rusty kitchen knife that hung on a nail in the laundry room, only to be used for that purpose. It was normal to walk through the hallway and have someone call out, Hey, can you get me the poop knife? <laughs> I thought it was standard kit. You have your plunger, your toilet brush, and your poop knife. Fast forward to 22. It's been a day or two between poops and I'm over at my friend's house. My friend was the local dealer and always had guests over because you can't buy weed without sitting on your ass and sampling it for an hour. True. Right. Very true. Yeah. I remember those days. Damn. So do I. Kind of miss them. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, although, you know. Legal weed is much better. Definitely, 100%. <laughs> you get a, a, a choice and a variety of products any way you want it. I miss legal weed, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I excuse myself and lay a gigantic turd. I look down and see that it's a sideways one, so I crack the door and call out for my friend. He arrives, and I ask him for his poop knife. Why, what? 
Your poop knife, I say. I need to use it. Please. What the fuck is a poof- is a poop knife? Obviously, he has one, but maybe he calls it by a more delicate name. A fecal cleaver? A dung divider? I explain what it is I want and why I want it. He starts giggling, then laughing, then lots of people start laughing. It turns out the music stopped and everyone heard my pleas through the door. It also turns out that none of them had poop knives. It was just my <laughs> fucked up family with their fucked up bowels. Fuck my life. Yeah. That is Yeah, the uh <laughs> the Edison toilet stirrer. <laughs> the Edison fecal cleaver. I like it. There you go. I like it. Edison dung dung d- divider. <laughs> it's something worthy of having his name on it, for sure. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's all we've got for you this time. Uh, we could go on and on about the things that Edison did, but I mean, there's I've Google had enough of this douchebaggery, and, really. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So thank you very much for listening. You can find us at at our podcast syndicate's webpage, ageofradio.org slash stranger than. You can also just check out ageofradio.org and find a slew of awesome podcasts as well as merchandise and just a ton of stuff. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Stranger Than Podcast. There you can donate one, two, or five dollars. For one dollar, we give you a hearty thanks. For two dollars a month, you get regular episodes ad-free. And for five dollars a month, you also get a bonus true crime episode every month. Also ad-free, obviously. You can check out all of the places we are on social media, just look for us under Stranger Than or Stranger Than Podcast. That includes Spotify. So, you know, if you got Spotify, you can listen to us there. And I think with that, we'll talk to you next time. And stay strange. Stay strange.